ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It is the Tuesday, July 31st edition. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're going to talk a little baseball, a lot of Marshall, and make time for your phone calls at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Now, We've got some good news today. Uh, we've been trying for a few days to uh, get our schedules aligned, and we're going to have here in the next segment Megan Smith. She is the new head coach of the Marshall softball team. She's going to join us coming up in about a few minutes, so stick around for that. Looking forward to talking to her, find out what her thoughts are on joining the Marshall program and coming from Kansas as the head coach of the softball team there and making the transition to the head softball coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. So she's coming up on the program. There's baseball to get into all day long, I think, so we're going to try to do that as best we can. Probably the biggest news right now is that the Pittsburgh Pirates are making moves. So right before the trade deadline, they agreed to acquire two-time All-Star pitcher Chris Archer. That's a deal that is being finalized with the Tampa Bay Rays right now. The Rays are going to receive two of the top young players in the Pirates organization. Tyler Glasnow is going to be um, offered up. Uh, Austin Meadows, um, outfielder, he's offered up, along with a third player who is still undetermined. That's according to the Tampa Bay Times. Now, Archer is 3-5. and five. He's got a 431 ERA and 17 starts this season. He definitely is going to be a frontline starter for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So the Pirates are in contention right now. They feel like they're in the hunt, so they want to go and get in the hunt. That's probably a good move on their part. Want to keep the fans happy at the same time, show some forward momentum, and be a team that is aggressive and trying to get to the postseason and make a run. So the Pirates right now are one of the hottest teams in baseball. 55 and 52 is the record, but they've won 13 of their past 16 games, and they're only three and a half back behind the Diamondbacks for the NL's second wild card. So they're in the wild card hunt. There's a shot for the division. Of course, they're taking on the Cubs. That's going to be an important series. We'll have that for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So, a lot of baseball news to get into. We will do that later on on the program as well as get you set for Marshall. Yesterday was Doc Holliday's uh, presser, and things are going to get started in earnest soon. So we're going to have football to talk about all next week, and there's going to be a cavalcade of superstars covering and filling in for me next week. Uh, I've already talked Woody Woodrum into coming out of worst retirement ever. I see the guy more now, and he's retired. Worst retirement ever. So he's coming back. I'm going to get him uh, to uh, hang out with us on Monday, as we usually do, uh, minus me. So he's going to be hanging out with everybody at the Union Pub and Grill. So we're going to get Woody back in here. Uh, Bill Cornwell is going to hop in, and we're also going to have Adam Rogers filling in next week. So those guys are getting ready to go. I try to leave these guys uh, in a spot where they can come in and there's something to talk about. I, mean, I could do something like middle of the month, no sports, nothing going on. Like, okay, I'm leaving. You guys, good luck. Good luck, guys. No, we're, 
unloading them right on the cusp of football beginning. Right there. So it's going to be a good week for the rest of the weekend. It's going to be a good week next week. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully, uh, if my plans work out, I'm heading up to Bengals training camp. I don't have HBO Hard Knocks to keep tabs on my guys the way that uh, the Cleveland Browns will. So i got to go up and see everything myself. And just to see if Marvin Lewis smiles any. I don't think he smiled any time that I've gone up to camp. Now, I'm coming in as a fan. I'm not going up there with the uh, purpose of watching this for journalistic reasons. I'm going up as an invited guest because we carry the games. So I'm going up as a fan. Not sitting there going, you know, maybe we should be fair to this guy. You know, no, win some games. So I'm not going to actually say that to him. But I'm just going to say, if he's smiling, I'll be okay. If he's not smiling, I'm like, okay. Another season of this, huh? The guy never smiles. I don't know. Come on, Marvin. you got to smile just a little bit more. you got to smile just a little bit. Have fun, man. Life's too short. It really is. Life is too short for, for football to get you down. Coaches need to – some coaches do it better than others. Coaches need to smile. Winning and losing is important, but it's not that important. It's not the end of the world. Now, I know that's heresy for some of you. Like, well, what are you talking about losing? It's not the end of the world. What are you talking about? I'm talking about it's not the end of the world. I did not, uh, the quality of my life did not decrease when Marshall was not good a couple of years ago. The quality of my life did not go down. I did not experience life-altering altering things, and nothing happened. Health was fine, thankfully. I was good. Football did not, the winning and losing did not have a direct effect on my health. I was good. But, yeah, it is fun to win. You do want them to win. All right, let's take our first break because um, we're going to talk some softball when we come back from break. We've got the new head coach of the Marshall softball team. Megan Smith is going to join us. She's coming from the Kansas softball program to take over the job here in Huntington. So looking forward to hearing from her. She's going to check in with us next. We'll talk to her later on. We'll take time for your phone calls. And, of course, you can hear it all right here on ESPN 94.0 AM 930. Would you rather patronize a locally owned and operated glass shop or a foreign chain for your trusted auto glass repairs. Justice Glass has been doing it right for over 50 years. Their prices are the same. They carry the largest inventory of auto replacement glass in the area. They offer same-day service, and their work is warrantied for as long as you own your vehicle. State law says you have the right to choose the auto glass company you want. Tell your insurance company you insist on Justice Glass. The right choice. Call 304-529-4135 or visit them online at justiceglass.biz. This Thursday at the Heiner's Bakery, Dutch Miller Pullman Square, Summer Concert Series, It's Ona and Brad Goodall. Brought to you by El Ranchito Authentic Mexican Restaurant with locations on 3rd Avenue and Hal Greer Boulevard in Huntington, South Huntington. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Tuesday edition. I'm looking forward to this one. We've been trying to get her on for a few days, but uh, we just haven't been able to get our schedules to work out. Now we've got, hopefully, all the time in the world because 
Now joining us on the program, her first time, hopefully first of many, the new head coach of the Marshall University softball team, Megan Smith, joins us. And coach, congratulations. And looking forward to this for a while because um, when I saw the hire, I'm thinking, wow, that's a pretty good hire by Marshall. That was one that really impressed me. So congratulations to you. I think uh, Marshall got a great candidate in Megan Smith. Well, thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. And I'm really, uh, I'm really excited to be on your show today. What made you decide to leave a Kansas program that you've had a lot of success with to come to Huntington to take over the Marshall softball program? Because on the surface, you look at Power 5 Conference, you look at Group of 5 Conference, and I know that doesn't really apply as much in the other sports the way it does maybe football and basketball, but what was it that made you think, wow, this is an opportunity I have to have? Well, you know, it's, it's funny. A lot of people might see it as a peculiar move, but anyone that knows me and knows my story and my personal story uh, knows exactly why. And um, my second year at Kansas, uh, my husband was diagnosed with kidney cancer. Uh, we had a two-year-old, and he passed away. Um, so, you know, I've spent the last several years here by myself raising my son. Uh, my parents are in North Carolina, and they travel two days to get here to help me. And, you know, it got to a point where... I just wanted to find uh, a great place that supports softball where we can win championships uh, and I'd be closer to my family. And I'm so blessed and lucky that uh, the opportunity at Marshall came open and I feel like it's just a perfect fit for me and my son. What did you know about Marshall before you took the job? Um, Was it a program that you were very aware of or did you have to go do some research on? No, I mean, I'm very aware of Marshall and the success, uh, you know, that has been, it's a tradition of success, and I think that everybody knows that. Um, you know, Shonda did an excellent job uh, two coaches ago, who's now at Indiana, uh, of building the program up to the point where uh, everyone in the nation knows about Marshall softball. Um, so, you know, when it came open, it was a no-brainer for me, you know, an opportunity to be at a place with such a great softball tradition, a place that values softball, uh, that supports softball, um, it's just exciting to be a part of that type of a program. Yeah, that's um, that is a, a big factor, and I don't think that many schools have the success that Marshall's had in softball, especially with the support. Because you you've seen softball programs across the country, and you've probably been at some major programs over the years. How would you compare that support? Because I think Marshall's probably for its size has got one of the best softball support groups in the country. I agree with that. You know, I think obviously the first thing that jumps out at you when you go on campus is the facilities. I think the facilities are wonderful for softball. I mean, the field is a beautiful field. They've done a lot of upgrades to it. It's a great place for players to train and get better. Um, And, you know, right across the street from the field is everything that that a softball player needs. Uh, Your academic center, an indoor facility to train when it's cold or, or it's rainy. You have your training room. Um, you know, your weight room, everything you need is right there. I, I think it's just the, the way the facilities are lined up, how nice the facilities are and all the upgrades in the facilities, I think that's huge. I mean, you don't see that at a lot of places. Um, and, and to see it there, that was that was awesome for me to see. And I'm just really excited to, to get there and see, uh, see us, you know, work with our players in those excellent facilities. Now, you've had success both on the field and off the field. I think your resume probably speaks for itself the way you've been able to uh, lead Kansas to a lot of success. 
but academically you probably fit in well with what Marshall wants to do because you have had a lot of success with not only coaching all Americans, but academic as well. It seems like you've got the total package when it comes to your resume. Yeah. You know, I think that um, my job as a softball coach, obviously it's to win games and, and to compete for championships. And that's, you know, first and foremost, I'm competitive. I want to get out there and win ball games, but you know, my job goes a lot further than that. And I've taken that really seriously my entire career, you know, making sure that we're helping them, um, you know, advance in their academic careers. That they know that's a priority for us, that we want them to succeed. Um, and, you know, that we want them to grow as people and become uh, even better people in, in, in community service and just the way they interact with people. And, and that's important for me to, to not only run a program that's going to win games, but also that's going to help, you know, these young women uh, develop academically and socially and, and that's an important piece and one of the the things I'm most proudest of is how we've been able to break our GPA records uh, here at Kansas and you know we're, we're getting the highest GPA ever in the program the last two years and you know that's that's an important piece too uh, not just winning games but taking care of what we need to off the field as well. Megan Smith, our guest, Marshall's new softball coach coming in from Kansas, where she has led that program to a lot of success, NCAA success as well. So what's your early evaluation? And I know it's awful early to to make any assessments, but from what you've seen, what you have as far as a team and everything coming back and what's coming in, what do you like and, you know, what's uh, what stands out to you? Well, first, yeah, it's pretty early. I, you know, I'm still actually in Kansas right now. I'm getting ready to head to Huntington at the end of the week. But I, um, I'm really, really impressed with the young women that are a part of the program. I've spoken with everyone, everyone who's on the roster, all of our incoming freshmen, and they are just unbelievable people. I mean, I've been really impressed with them as young women. Um, so, you know, the type of person that we have, I, I'm super excited uh, to be around those types of, of people. I, and, and, you know, when you have a good group of people like that uh, who are going to work well together, there's sky's the limit in terms of success on the field. So first and foremost, seems like a great group of young women. Um, you know, looking at and talking with them a little bit and talking with others and looking at stats and returners and newcomers, I'm pretty excited. You know, I think we return, um, you know, most of the pitching from last year. In fact, all of it really but through significant innings. And we have a freshman coming in who I knew about um, before I got the job, when I saw that she was signed, I was pretty excited about that. She's going to be a good one. Um, so, you know, I think our uh, our pitching staff is going to be improved with the addition of her and, and all the returners that threw the, the bulk of the innings. And, and I think, obviously, returning our, the Conference USA Freshman of the Year, uh, she's a big-time player. Uh, so having her back, as, as young as she is, too, that's, that's huge for the future of the program. And, you know, I think these girls are hungry and they're excited and they're ready to get to work and compete and you know, I'm sure I'm going to push them and make them better. And, uh, you know, we're going to be ready to compete this spring. I'm pretty excited to see what we're going to be able to do. Megan Smith, our guest, Marshall's new softball coach. So what can the fans expect? Uh, style of play, what uh, will a softball team led by Megan Smith look like when you get everything in place and ready to go? Well, you know, our team is going to love the game. We're going to have passion for the game, and that's going to be evident. One of my big uh, focus points with our players is sure it, it, it's hard work it's a grind you know we're gonna we're gonna work our butts off but we're gonna love doing it we're gonna have fun I mean it's it's a game and it's the game they've loved their whole lives so when when fans come to our games they're gonna see a coaching staff that absolutely loves every second being out there and and, and the players as well you know that's an important piece and and just uh, you know 
we're committed to playing exciting softball. We want to we want to go out there and we want to compete. We want to work hard. We want to run. We want to push the envelope. Be aggressive. Um, be gritty. You know, that is what our teams are going to show out there. And I think that we've got the personnel and the players to do that. They they seem like those types of players, and they're ready to get after it and and compete. And I think when you come watch us play, we're going to be fighters. We're not. We're never going to die, and, and we're just going to compete to the end. Megan Smith, our guest, Marshall's new softball coach. She has been the head coach of the Kansas softball program for the past nine years and now making the transition to Huntington and Marshall. So have you been to Huntington previously, or when you uh, step foot in Huntington uh, to take the job on campus, will it be your first time here? So, you know, I I went for my interview. That was the first time that I had ever uh, seen the campus, you know, uh, never been in West Virginia, uh, only four hours from my home, but I'd never been there. And uh, it was uh, it was an awesome experience to see everything. I was blown away, um, not just with seeing the area, but the people that are there. It was amazing. They, they, they love athletics. They love Marshall, and you can just feel it. And the sense of community and pride, um, I'm, I'm just super excited to now be a part of that. Was it more of um... – they were trying to make the pitch to you, hey, we want you to be the coach, or were you like, oh, hey, this is awesome, please pick me? A little bit of both? I, I think, well, I hope it was both, but I sure I sure was uh, thinking, please pick me. You know, I, I've been, like I said, I, you know, trying to get close to home, and um, but wanted to find the right fit. I've had other opportunities that just haven't felt right, and, you know, I felt like, you know, the, the type of person I am and my value system, and I, I just thought it, it fit right in with what Marshall's all about, and I, I was I was really hoping that they they were going to decide they wanted me to be their coach because I, I really felt like it was home for me. So how much of Huntington did you see? Pretty much uh, limited the campus. Did you get to explore a little bit while you were here? Uh, you know, just explored a little bit, not too much. Um, mostly campus. You know, uh, went around a little bit, but didn't have a ton of time. But you know, I've been trying to do a, a lot of internet research, which I know you don't get the full picture. But also, I have a talked to a bunch of alums and, and a bunch of uh, people in the community that are huge softball supporters since I took the job and they've been giving me a lot of good details and good tips on places you know to look to live and um, they've been giving me some good info so they've been really helpful. Anything interesting you could share maybe to kind of get a feeling for what people are telling you? Um, I mean they, they talked about the same things that I've that I felt like I knew about it the sense of community the support for softball um, you know they've obviously they've given me tidbits on areas to live. I have a 10 year old son, so looking for schools for him and they've just been so open arm with their arms open, welcoming and um, available to answer any questions. And they're super helpful. And uh, the amount of pride that I hear uh, in their university and in the softball program, I mean, it's, it's overwhelming to hear that. And that's so exciting as a coach to know that you have people that care about not just the school, but about softball specifically. That's, that's pretty exciting. Megan Smith is our guest, now the new head softball coach at Marshall University. And it sounds like uh, it's going to be a, a great fit for both Marshall softball and yourself. I'm sure your family's excited now that uh, they're that much closer to you. And uh, I'm sure those drives are not going to be as long. Yeah, they're, they're very, very excited. In fact, I, I come up Thursday with my son to, to kind of check everything out, find a place to live, and my parents are going to drive up and meet us. And you know, it's been a long time since I've been able to see my family on a regular basis. So this is a most definitely a life changer for me. Um, and, and, you know, 
again, to be a part of a university and a softball program with so much so much great tradition and, and support. I mean, that's that's huge, and that's going to be a, an awesome feeling as a coach to be able to be a part of that. Plus, I'm sure it's going to be easier for you to schedule some games uh, a little closer to home as well, just to, you know, get to see the family now and then take their herd on a road trip. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's really easy to head down to North Carolina, South Carolina, and play some games, and they're going to be able to come up and watch all of our home games. And, you know, I actually was an assistant coach at UNC Charlotte, and they're in the conference, and we'll be there this year, and so that's close to my to my home. So, yeah, it's it's a great opportunity for um, for me to get closer the family for them to watch, and um, we'll have a ton of um, we'll have a ton of Marshall fans uh, in North Carolina for sure with all my family members. Megan Smith, our guest, Marshall's new softball coach. Uh, before we let you go, I'm just kind of curious as far as what the travel you think is going to be like for you as the head coach of Marshall compared to Kansas. What was that like, uh, Kansas, with the Big Twelve compared to what Conference USA is going to offer you? In terms of the opponent travel, yeah, or? opponent travel. You know, what's uh, I mean, what are you looking for as far as, or what are you looking forward to as far as the the new travel pattern? Because I know it's completely different in the Big Twelve compared to maybe Conference USA. Yeah, well, Conference USA is pretty spread out. I mean, so you get to see a lot of different places, some cool places. the The good thing about Conference USA too is it's Saturday Sunday games, so travel is a little bit different. You know, when you're in the Big Twelve, you're leaving Thursday morning. Um, and you're gone from Thursday to Sunday. So that'll be different and and a nice change uh, in terms of travel. Um, And, you know, I think um, the travel in terms of what games we're going to, I mean, we'll be regional quite a bit, which is going to be really nice, you know. Um, Obviously, we'll go out and play in California this year, and we'll play in some further places, but we'll also be, you know, closer to the region. So that'll be nice for me and family and um, and great opponents around the area, too. You've got Kentucky, you've got Pitt, you've got, um, you know, the schools in the Carolinas, uh, SEC, ACC, Big Ten. I mean, really good competition right around us, which is not normal for me in Kansas. There's not a lot right around us. So it's nice to be able to have great competition in big-time conferences to play that are relatively close. You know, I'm certainly not used to that. Megan Smith, our guest, new Marshall softball coach. Coach, I'm glad we finally get, got to do this. I know your schedule's been pretty hectic, and I'm looking forward to doing this more on a regular basis. Congratulations. Uh, again, I was uh, when I saw your resume and thought, okay, this is a really great hire, so uh, I hope this is going to be a great job for you for years to come. Well, thank you. I hope so. I, I plan on making this my home, so I'm, I'm extremely proud and honored to be the head coach, and I can't wait till we have a ton of success on the field, and I I hope you have me back on. I'd love to be a guest whenever you want. Be careful now because uh, you might be getting phone calls <laughs> once a week now. Be careful. Hey, that's all right. I don't mind. I don't mind. Okay, we'll make that happen then. Megan, okay, c- congratulations. Thanks for joining us today, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing this more often with you. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Megan Smith, head coach of the Kansas softball program, No More. She's now the head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. We're going to take our next time out, come back. We'll open the phone lines up for you at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. we got more on the way. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are driving along on the Tuesday edition. Welcome back. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, you know it's football season when the events start to pop up, and thankfully, 
we've got a list of several events Herd fans are probably going to be wanting to be a part of. Now, um, I've got to let you know, first and foremost, Fan Day is happening again. Now, they've called this Fan Day Media Day. I stay out of your way. If you see me there on Fan Day, I'm, I'm going to stay out of your way because it's, it's your event. I'm not going to try to ask a question while you're trying to get your poster signed, things like that. No, this is for you guys. But uh, it's from 1 to 3.15 p.m. on Sunday, August 5th. It's going to be on the turf at the stadium. It's free admission. you got to enter the stadium through the Herd Zone Stadium store on the west side of the stadium. So they're doing that this year. It's a good tactic also because you might see that new Herd hat you need. And, well, why not pick it up on your way in? Makes perfect sense. So that's how you get in. Of course, if you are still interested in tickets, you haven't got your tickets, maybe maybe you want to get your tickets, you want to be a part of the Big Green, that's going to be an opportunity for you as well. Um, There's going to be plenty of uh, time for players to take pictures and autographs uh, following the team photo. And um, fans are going to be invited onto the field after the individual photos are taken. There's going to be scheduled posters and cards. Those are going to be available as well. So if you haven't got your poster yet, uh, I saw one. I don't know if this is the poster, but I saw a scheduled poster down at the Union yesterday. I didn't comment on it, but there is one out. Again, not sure if this is the one you're going to get, but if uh, if it is, pretty cool, actually. It's uh, really nice, so you're going to get that. I used to, you know, when, when it was Huck's Herd days, I used to love getting those Huck's Herd posters. The schedule poster, you can fill in the wins and loss. I'd have that on my uh, on my door, just filling them in. You know, we didn't have this, like, Internet thing that we can just go easily get the schedule. I couldn't, like, just look at my phone, get the schedule. I had to, I'd actually listen to the game, read the paper, fill it in so I could keep tabs on it. Posters are important. I get it. I completely get it. Understand the pe- we need some posters here and in, in the studio. We're poster free right now. We still have only because I don't have a, I don't have a suitable replacement yet. So I've got the Cleveland Cavaliers fathead that I have a few years ago, and we only put this up because you know LeBron. This was a LeBron thing. We're taking this thing down in the studio. Now, I'm not shelling out the cash to put what I want up. I want a Bengals fathead here, or because I can't find a, like a really suitable Marshall fathead. I don't think I have, you have to get those custom. So, if anyone in the sound of my voice has some decoration materials here, we we can talk. But we're gonna poster this studio up soon. So, uh, just gonna point that out to uh, those who are in the know who listen to the program, I'm going to need schedule posters. So if you show up over here, drop some schedule posters off, they're going to go up. Just let you know. Because, after all, we're getting set for football season and everything else, soccer is coming up. Now, there will be some events for um, season ticket holders, the big green. They're going to have their season ticket appreciation night. Uh, So if you've got your tickets purchased, you can pick them up. And there's going to be football practice that day on the 10th, 4.30 p.m., gate A, the west side of the stadium. If you are a Big Green member and season ticket holder, you get to go to that practice. 
Um, there's going to be a cookout. You got to RSVP to that. So you got to RSVP by 4 p.m. on the 3rd. So get it in now. So there's that. If uh, you do not attend, you're going to have your tickets mailed to you on Monday, August 13th. I would go. Get your tickets. Picnic. Yeah, these are popular. Picnic for all incoming freshmen on the west side of Jones C. Edwards Stadium. It's the week of welcome. Wait a minute. Gabriel Sellers, our producer, you're like, what, one year in? Week of welcome. You're shaking your head like this was the most miserable time of your life. Week of welcome was not fun. Why did you not like week of welcome? That was the most depressing week of my life. What? It was not fun. Okay, without getting me in trouble or ending this show's uh, run on the air, what was it about Week of Welcome that was depressing? Can you answer that question without with those stipulations? Do not get me kicked off the air. Do not get me in trouble with anybody. And give me an answer. What was it that was depressing about it? Be careful. Silence is killing you too. So you know you're sitting there thinking, "What do you got?" Everything. <laughs> okay, everything. A freshman did not like week of welcome. I, I didn't have to worry about week. I I did not have week of welcome. You're lucky then. I didn't hear one single positive thing from anybody in my group. I did not have week of welcome. I also there was like a a, a campus tour. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, I'm from Huntington. I don't need a tour of campus. I'm not going to be fo- – okay, now this is this is Smith Hall, and this is the student. Okay, I'm from Huntington. I don't need that. You're from Huntington. But you had to go. It's like mandatory. You don't get out of it. How do they know you're there? Are they, they hand-stamping you? What are they doing? We have to sign in our checklist. Okay. All right. We can welcome. Looking forward to that. Um, you know what I'm looking forward to, my friend? Looking for the Pullman Square event. But, hey, you know what? At least part of the week of welcome. I like this part. I don't know. Uh, they're going to show uh, We Are Marshall on the stadium sco- scoreboard, the video board. They Pop- actually have a live play of play shown. That was good. And the movie was good as well. Yeah. that I thought that was a, a good thing. I told Deb Novak years ago um, when um, Ashes of Glory came out. I was like, you know, I, I wish they would just show that every year, the freshmen. Just show that. Only because you're kind of expected to know that stuff. And I would hate to think that there's someone on campus that doesn't know that story. I'm not saying that it's got to be... Uh, oh, don't worry. They force it feed to you. We could welcome. You know. Uh, no, I, I haven't had we can welcome. Tell, tell me, what, what are they force feeding you? They force feed that entire story of the Marshall plane crash down your throat. But isn't that important? I mean, I'm it asking. Is. It's very important. It's okay. very sad as well, but it's very important. Are you saying it's overdone, that they're overdoing it? Again, don't get me in trouble here. I want to stay on the air, so don't say anything that's going to get us pulled it's off the air. It's not overdramatic. It's just they do tell that entire story. You're saying they do it too much. They don't. Tell it and then move on to something else. Is that what I'm understanding? Basically. Okay. i got to be careful of you on the air. Pep rally's coming up on the 16th. Pullman Square, pep rally. 
Thundering Herd's going to be there. Doc Holliday is going to be there. Pullman Square Concert Series. I'm probably going to be there. Let's see if I can draft Woody Woodrum. If I can't draft Woody Woodrum, it's going to be me. We'll have fun. That's what's happening. Lots of things going on. Football season's here. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a little distressed here by your lack of enjoyment of Week of Welcome, Gabriel. That's Nobody enjoys Week of Welcome. Somebody has to enjoy Week of Welcome. Somebody. Come on. You're getting welcomed to campus for an entire week. Isn't there a lot of swag? Isn't there things involved with this? Don't you get stuff? No? I don't think so. Did you get anything? We got a cheap. I got a keychain. I didn't get a cheap keychain. I mean, if I want a keychain, I'd have to go to the uh, bookstore, and it's going to cost me $50 to get a Marshall keychain. Pretty much the pricing over there. I went over there a few years ago, like, you know what? I need a new Marshall notebook. I need a new Marshall binder. I went over there, and I'm sitting there thinking, man, this costs as much as a, a car payment might to get that Marshall logo on a notebook. 304-399-8255 is our local number. Our toll-free number is 877-420-8255. Um, thankfully, your week of welcome's over, Gabriel, and thankfully, um, this segment's over. We can move on when we continue. More Drive coming up, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's the July 31st edition of Your Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. The phone number 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Thanks for being a part of today's show. So, um, football has a new red shirt rule. If you've been following this, you know, it's it's kind of a different way of doing things for the red shirt rule. And good story today. Um, basically getting a, um, a rundown from a lot of the coaches, kind of feeling them out in Conference USA. What do they think about um, the red shirts? Um, because... There's a lot of a lot of things you can do now with this redshirt rule because um, you got sometimes kids who maybe don't get enough snaps as a freshman, and now they maybe can get some snaps as a freshman, and that's maybe not going to go against their career. So NCAA making a a, a really positive, popular rule now. I mean. When the NCAA makes a rule and it's positive and popular, you, you know you did something. So freshmen are going to have now a chance to play in up to four games and retain their red shirt. That's a big deal. So if you've got somebody that's on your team, goes down. Say you've got somebody who goes down. And you got to bring a freshman in. And the freshman's going to get three games. You're going to blow a red shirt. You have to, but you're going to blow a red shirt for three games. Not the case now because you have a chance to play in up to four games and keep your red shirt. That's a great story because there have been times where, okay, we need 
we're going to have to put you in. We can't do the game without you. You're going to have to blow your redshirt. One game. There have been situations where a kid plays one game and blows his redshirt. Here's a story from um, North Texas to kind of illustrate that. Uh, former North Texas coach Todd Dodge lost both starter Riley Dodge and backup Nathan Toon uh, in an injury in the finale against uh, Arkansas State back in 2009. Um, and... He had one kid left that could quarterback. One kid. And it was uh, the freshman, Derek Thompson. So he had to put Thompson in late in the fourth quarter. The kid completed all three of his passes. And guess what? Great showing. But here it is. You're in. You get in. And... You're late in the fourth quarter, you, you're playing, and now that's your season. Your season has happened. You have now lost a season. You were red shirt, they put you in. You can't no, you're done. That's your it's over. You've lost a season. So the kid um the kid would have lost an entire season. Unfortunately, and fortunately, at the same time, broke his leg um, and a loss to Army in the third game of the following season. Got a medical red shirt, gave him a, a, another season of eligibility, and he went on to have um, a good season. But now you're going to have an opportunity because you can develop some freshmen. Think about that. You've got some kids there that you can develop. And if you do this right, you can get some kids some playing time. If they're in situations in the game where, okay, we've got this game in hand, let's get some kids out there who can benefit from playing. I don't know when you would do this, how you would keep track of this. Each coach would have their own system, I'm sure, or if they would even want to chance it early or do it late in the season. But you give freshmen the opportunity that, aren't going to have a, a full season. They're not going to contribute the full season. They're not going to lose a season because they get in one game and all of a sudden that's your season. No, now you got a system where you can get at least three, four games, four games. Now you got somebody who goes down late season, you can put a kid in, he can take care of the rest of the season, and he doesn't lose his, his red shirt. He doesn't lose his season. And that's, I think, a great way to make sure that you're not doing these kids wrong. Because for me, it's not about it's not about the coaches. It's not about, okay, we've we're gonna hold some kids back and we're gonna get these kids some some playing time, but not much. We're gonna make sure that we got them for no, it's not about that. For me, it's about all right, these kids are going to have an opportunity to play full seasons. We're not going to have a situation where a kid has to go in because there's been an injury, a defection, an eligibility, whatever. Whatever that would necessitate you pulling that kid's red shirt, just blowing it and saying, okay, we need you for this limited time, and 
in this situation, you're going to lose the entire season. We need you for one game, but you're going to lose the entire season. No, I don't want that for the kid. Let this kid go in and at the same time protect his status. It's fair to the kid. It really is. I don't want to have a, a kid that just goes in for one game, maybe one series, maybe one quarter, and then, okay, that's your season, kid. Congratulations. Hope it was fun. So that's a good rule. I think the NCAA going in the right direction there because it's about the kids. At the end of the day, this is not about me, Doc Holliday, or anybody on that football staff or any of the fans. It's not about us. It's about those kids. And the system needs to make sure that the kids are treated fairly, that there's opportunity for them, and that we don't have ticky-tacky rules. Now, is there an opportunity to abuse this? There's an opportunity to abuse anything, but I don't think so. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see some kids get some opportunity to develop. At the same time, you're going to have some flexibility because injuries do happen you're going to have a situation where I'm going to need somebody to go out there and quarterback. And I have lost my quarterbacks. I have to blow this kid's red shirt and put him in there so we can finish the game. But now, if you managed everything right, you might not have to. Late season injury? Okay, we can put this kid in. He can help us finish out. He's going to get some experience and playing time. We're not going to blow his season, and we're going to be able to, to get out there and finish the game. It makes sense. It works for everybody. I think that um, you're going to see um, you're going to see a lot of schools take advantage of this. It's protection, I think. But you can really put uh, some thought into this to make sure that. We're getting some kids some time to develop at the same time. Uh, we're preparing them, and we've got some protection. you got a game where, you know, I really have to get my freshman in this game. I mean, there's probably times where you want to get some kids in there, just get some reps, get some experience. You've got that opportunity now. It's a cushion, it's protection. And I think it definitely makes a, a difference. I mean, Doc Holliday even said teams could look at freshmen late in the year to gauge how they might fit in the following season. They don't burn the red shirt. I mean, look at it that way. You might see some, some kids go in games late. Game 11, kind of gauge where they're at. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, if you ever need to go back and listen to an episode, all you have to do is find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn. You can go to our website, hear the latest episode at WRBC.com. Back tomorrow, we're going to do it all over again. So looking forward to that. Good night, everybody. Station.